Hello, I'm Jason Barnwell. I work on legal business operations and strategy for Microsoft. This episode of the Business of Law podcast was created in partnership with the Leadership Council on Legal Diversity. It features Katina Thornock of the Starbucks Coffee Company moderating a discussion of leadership among Caldwell Camaro Flu Corporation, Daniel Prince of Paul Hastings, Marisa Hugh Weller of Microsoft Corporation, and Jill Long of Glassman Coaching and Consulting. They discuss their LCLD experiences and how those prepare them to be more effective leaders. And they do that the LCLD way, with a candor and authenticity that is not self-serious. They say things that require hard-earned confidence offered in an environment of psychological safety. So when you hear Marisa let it fly, she offers the audience a glimpse into the LCLD experience texture that makes it so impactful for participants and valuable for sponsoring organizations. These leaders give voice to the thoughts and feelings that so many of us have but are afraid to say out loud. And I say that as an LCLD alumnus. When we commit to the LCLD experience, we can find more of who we are. And knowing ourselves and finding comfort in that is the first step to leading others. Creating a culture where that is valued unlocks the capability of our organizations. This is a critical element of Microsoft's intentions for our cultural journey. And we are seeing the benefits of these investments on the bottom line because of the value our approach creates for all of our stakeholders. This episode was produced by Makalika Naholawa'a of Microsoft Corporation, Bonnie Lau of Denton's, and Stephanie Stevens of Lane Powell. A special thanks goes to our partners at Lane Powell who hosted this event at their offices, provided recording services, and have been staunch LCLD partners who send their best people to join the program and advance the mission. Katina, take it away. Well, good morning. Uh, My name is Katina Thornock. I'm Director of Corporate Counsel at Starbucks Coffee Company and a proud 2014 uh, Leadership Council on Legal Diversity Fellow. Um, We're very excited about this podcast today because we have a assembled a distinguished panel of fellow uh, LCLD alumni who are here to talk about their professional journeys uh, that have uh, ensued as after uh, their fellowship year. Uh, the title of this uh, discussion is called Pathways to Leadership. And what we're really hoping to do today is highlight the manner in which a professional development program like LCLD can really serve to enhance one's professional development and the way one develops as a leader subsequent to the program. If you're not familiar with LCLD, it's a targeted professional development program that was the brainchild of Rick Palmore, who was the formal, former general counsel, General Mills. And uh, he issued a call to action to other general counsel of Fortune 500 companies in an effort to increase diversity and inclusion in the legal profession, which we understand has been a significant problem and is a definite opportunity for the legal profession today. Uh, LCLD fellows are high-performing lawyers identified by leadership in their organizations and generally are between the practicing between the uh, years of eight and uh, 15 years. Uh, these individuals have an opportunity to travel to several professional development meetings, take part in substantive content, do self-evaluations, and interface with other fellows and general counsel from major corporations and law firms all over the country. 
today we have four LCLD alumni. I'll start by introducing Caldwell Camaro. Caldwell is a 2014 LCLD fellow and has served as in-house trademark counsel for almost 20 years for multi-billion dollar global companies. She has significant experience in global protection and strategic management of large trademark portfolios. Her practice has also included policy development and cross-functional implementation and alignment of best practice policies. She leads the trademark team for Flute Corporation, the world leader in the manufacturer distribution and service of electronic test tools and software. Her team also provides trademark support and portfolio management to other opcos under Fluke's parent company, Fortive, a diversified industrial growth company comprised of professional instrumentation and industrial technologies businesses. Next, we have Daniel Prince, a 2014 LCLD fellow. Daniel is a partner and vice chair of the Los Angeles Litigation Department of Paul Hastings. He also serves as hiring partner for the Los Angeles office. Daniel focuses his practice on corporate and government investigations, white collar defense, commercial litigation and arbitration. Daniel represents clients in sensitive matters involving the alleged theft of the trade secrets, the violation of anti-corporation laws, embezzlement, fraud, and the failure to comply with rules and regulations pertaining to food safety. In addition, Daniel has successfully represented clients in state and federal court proceedings at trial and in domestic and international arbitration. Next, we have Jill Wong. Jill Wong is a 2014 LCLD fellow. After 19 years of practicing law, most recently as a partner here at Lane Powell, Jill joined Glassman Coaching and Consulting in April 2019. Prior to embarking on her new role, Jill practiced in the area of land use, and following her LCLD fellowship year, she created Lane Powell's first formal director of professional development and diversity role, which she held for nearly four years. At Glassman, Jill works with individuals and organizations to expand their awareness and help them step into new possibilities. And finally, we have Mar Marissa Hueller, who is a 2016 LCLD fellow. <laughs> uh, uh, Marissa began her career here in Seattle at the law firm of Davis Wright Tremaine. She is currently Chief of Staff, Tech and Corporate Responsibility, Director of Criminal Justice Reform at Microsoft Corporation. Uh, she also is the chair of the Board of Trustees of Bellevue College. So thank you for being with us today. So as we think about our time at LCLD, I guess I'll start by asking, I'll start with Marissa, was there anything about the LCLD experience that uh, surprised you? Yes, many things surprised me about the LCLD experience. I like to say it's not your grandma's diversity program. I mean, <laughs> not that your grandma's diversity program was bad, but <laughs> my grandma did not have one. Yeah, my grandma, my grandma did not have one that I know of. Uh, I think the first thing that surprised me about LCLD is the secret sauce of how they create psychological safety really quickly. So you've got you know a couple of hundred supercharged lawyer folks coming in who barely know each other really and instantly you feel bonded with each other um, 
I remember thinking, huh, I bet this is kind of like a meat market for outside counsel to try to get business. That was not my experience whatsoever. Uh, people were kind of in it together and it, that kind of safety created uh, an atmosphere where people could be really candid, could be really honest, could be vulnerable, uh, which led to things like, also surprising, a level of joyous and heartfelt karaoke uh, at pretty much every conference. Um, and I, again, did not realize that my colleagues were uh, capable of such amazing levels of singing and, and theatrics. So if only for that, or not so <laughs> amazing depending on your perspective um, so that would be my some of my top surprises i was surprised at how many fireballs i can ingest so that was that was that's pretty rad um so uh you know what i know it's all serious <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's see let's start again um what really like surprised me about it was how deeply substantive the content is like so my, my piece is going to be a little, probably a little bit drier other than the fireball comment but um i mean this is like i was very impressed with the speakers and the content it, this is not like your normal cle on like oh you know authenticity and personal branding and this and that i mean this is like and they talk about personal branding which i learned a ton about but this is extremely valuable content i mean i i was i still reference i've saved all the the written material i still from time to time will reference it and and these are like highly paid speakers i mean these are people who are like deeply into you know each of the the topics they're talking about and um it, it that that part just i mean kind of blew me away how how excellent the the substantive content was thank you um well, for me, I think uh, really my response is is uh, really kind of a combination of Marissa and Caldwell's. Um, the to to put a collection of people together um, to to share and kind of form meaningful relationships uh, in such a short, relatively short period of time, I think is uh, just impressive. But but more importantly is is the exchange. Uh, I I think that that we've had in in the safe spaces, right? And uh, if there's anything that that kind of typifies that for me is that uh, at our first fellows event. Uh, we were in Dallas and um, and we had some kind of discussion about branding and personal branding and we we're supposed to test drive the our, our elevator pitches if you will on one another and uh, and I did and uh, <laughs> um, and uh, Sung Yang who's, who's not here but I will call him out um, <laughs> uh, uh, um, told me that that my elevator pitch quote sucked <laughs> um, close quote <laughs> exclamation point <laughs> um, and, uh, and 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 the thing is is I didn't take it offensively at all and I don't think he meant it that way um, but it was entirely designed to hopefully convey a point and it did uh, and so but, but I think the, the, those were the kinds of interactions uh, that people are comfortable sharing um, and, and people like me obviously are receptive to it and people aren't afraid to to kind of talk to you about flat out how you can be more effective right in what you do um, and, and I think the the environment of LCLD kind of creates our avenues and opportunities to do that. I would definitely agree with everything that's been said. The thing I would add that was surprising to me is on that psychological safety piece, like how authentic the relationships became like that. And it wasn't, they were not just professional service re level relationships. They were serious friendships. 
and friendships within your profession where you knew everyone was in your corner. And so, I mean, our class still, especially sort of have a West Coast cohort in our class of folks who are based on the West Coast. And that was a real bonding element for all of us. And I mean, to this day, I feel like I could call anyone and be like, I need some honest feedback and I would get it. And it might be that I sucked, but then they would be there to help me. You know, I think that that um, collegiality of professional support is something you don't find very often. And then the content was the best leadership content I have ever been exposed to. And then they really kept it alive in between sessions by giving us a little homework to do, but most importantly, giving us accountability partners. So Katina and I got to be accountability partners, which really just meant we had some reasons to talk in between sessions that helped build that authentic relationship, I think. So the program is just so well designed that it it's surprising because I hadn't seen anything like that before that good. Jill, could you speak to a couple of the specific exercises or activities that you engaged in during those initial fellowship meetings that really resonated with you? Sure. So one thing that our class did, and I don't know if they use the same assessment now, but we did something called the Highlands Battery Assessment. And it is, it's like a four-hour online self-assessment. For my Lane Powell colleagues in the room, you know I'm a self-assessment junkie. Like there could, there's not too many self-assessments ever, but it was it was probably one of the most deep ones I had ever taken, and it measured things that were kind of unusual. So one thing I remember on my own score is they measured rhythm. I don't have rhythm as a general. I mean, these guys we've been dancing, not a lot of rhythm. But I scored really high on it. And I was like, this is so weird. What does this mean? Have I missed my calling? Like, <laughs> maybe I was to be in music. But then when you go to the conference and the, the speaker who explained the Highlands Battery just really means that you can follow cadence. And, and she made a tie to like athletics, which I had played a lot of sports. And all of a sudden I understood it. And then I understood it, kind of what it meant for me in my day-to-day -day life. And there were so many things in that Highlands Battery. Another one was that I was very extroverted, like off the chart, which I thought, oh, I'm extroverted. And then I worked with someone later who I shared my report with and she was like, oh, I've seen your extroversion score. It's very unusual. It's <laughs> like, oh, but knowing that about myself, there were a lot of good takeaways on don't sit in your office all day. Your energy will just go down, 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 down. So make sure you're taking breaks and connecting with others. And I hadn't had that spelled out so clearly. And as soon as I started putting those things into practice, it did really help change my energy level during the day. The other big specific thing I would say is just exposure. So part of the program is you get to go to a leadership lunch and a learning experience. My leadership lunch was with Brad Smith. It was here in Seattle. I was in a room of 20 people and Brad sort of told his story and it I mean when would I ever get to be in that room at that time in my career I wouldn't and it was a huge game changer all of that exposure just gets you comfortable being in those rooms and then it, it just exposes you to big concepts like you can start to see yourself in bigger roles and in bigger rooms sort of than you had been in before so I thought that that was a huge takeaway I, I, I should assume I should pass <laughs> Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else have a specific exercise? They uh, for me, it was the advocacy calls. So, and I don't know if they're they're still doing these, but um, but you basically you, you're sort of assigned to like an you know a team of people, and you guys talk whatever cadence you want, like once a month or something like that. And it's this very I mean it's all confidential, but it's this very like open environment where you can just talk very freely about 
your career, where, where you, you want it to go, like, and, and just get great tips from other people. And what was great for me, I've been doing nothing but trademarks for 18 years now. And so all I know are like trademark people, which is great because we're the best, but, but it was like awesome to just get outside of that and talk to people in other practice areas. And they would have like ideas I never would have thought of, you know, it's just like, well, what if you, you know, you do this or you do that. I'm like, well, I'd never, that never would have like dawned on me because I'm just so siloed in my practice area. And so I thought that was extremely, um, extremely helpful lots of practical advice and advice and, you know, from people all over the country in house and outside. And it was just neat to get those different perspectives. And it was neat to, you know, it's, it's a very symbiotic type of relationship. If somebody who wanted, was thinking of going in house, I could be like, well, I've been in house forever. You know, these are the, you know, the advantages and disadvantages. And so for me, the advocacy calls were um, very, very helpful. And yeah, I loved it. I thought that was great. The learning experiences. So I went on a trip to Walmart with about 30 people and was fully immersed in the Walmart culture, which is very distinctive. Um, and just hugely eye-opening and two big takeaways for me was just, you know, when do you ever get an opportunity to really immerse yourself in another company's culture and um, see how they talk about things and think about things in a totally different industry than, than I'm in. And then secondly, you know, being, uh, maybe particularly being in Bentonville, Arkansas, you know, there's not a lot going on per se. So we hung together pretty much the whole time. Um, and you really got to know people in that smaller group setting in a different way than you did at the larger um, fellow, fellows conferences. And I felt like it was on that trip where we got to kind of the, the place of truth, so to speak, fairly quickly with people where they're really sharing, hey, this is what I'm really struggling with. This is what I'm really experiencing right now. And again, that kind of freedom to say, what do you think I should do and dream bigger together and encourage people and help be that, that support. So I big, big shout out for the learning experiences. Thank you. And I think the whole concept of thinking more broadly and thinking bigger about your career and who you are as a professional and what your potential, where your potential lies is a huge component of uh, LCLD. And along those lines, I wonder if you all could speak to uh, how the training you received as LCLD fellows and subsequent fellows alums has really informed the way that um, your career continues to develop and has developed and how have your roles changed since your fellowship year? I'll start. So my role is totally different. I was an employment lawyer. I still am an employment lawyer in my, my core. Um, when I started LCLD, now I'm still in the legal department at Microsoft, but I'm in a non-attorney role as, as Katina mentioned, as chief of staff which is kind of the you know, right arm for the leader of the technology and corporate responsibility team. And then I also lead an initiative within that team focused on race and criminal justice reform. So you really couldn't get much more different than that. And I would say LCLD um, certainly influenced my essentially um, courage to even think about wanting to take a role like that. And I credit people in this room actually like Kathy and Makalika and others 
who I think, you know, saw a vision for myself that was bigger than I would have ever entertained. Um, so that has been absolutely huge. And just as was mentioned earlier, the professional development skills, the leadership skills, feeling like, okay, I've got some tools. I've got a toolkit that at least um, it's kind of, this is a, a, maybe a stretch of an analogy, but when you have kids and you go to, you know, like your prenatal classes, right? <laughs> like I think they gave me some stuff that'll kick in if I need it. And that's how, kind of how I think of some of the training we received. It's like, it's in there, it's in there. And at the right time, it'll come out. Hopefully, yeah, please, please, Jason will save me from myself here. So maybe I should pass the mic. <laughs> uh, for me, I think it was just like broadening my horizons in so many ways. So before, so I've been at, at Fluke now for uh, three years. And before that, I was with consumer facing, consumer packaged goods type company, retail, Best Buy, General Mills, those kinds of companies. And and when the headhunter contacted me about this job, I was just like, first of all, I've never heard of you, so whatever. And second of all, like, I mean, I'm just, no, like, you don't want me. This is a bad fit. I am, I am retail. I am like, you know, like consumer facing CPG. That is, that's my area. And, and, and it's like a lot of the things I learned in LCLD, it just opened my mind. And I just was like, well, let me, let me like, you know, feel them out and everything. And three years in, this is the best job I've ever had. I'm so happy there. I love it. I have an amazing team, an amazing boss. They let me just run the show how I want. Like got this great budget, yada, yada. It's awesome. And I really believe like if it weren't for LCLD, I would have just stayed in my little like trademarks, like retail CBG silo and just like never even would have considered it. And, um, and it just, yeah, it just really broadened my horizons. So yeah, very grateful for that. <laughs> So, uh, so my, my status or position within my organization organization did change uh, coming out of the program. So, um, I made partner uh, at my firm coming out of the LCLD program. In in significant part, I would say this program um, uh, really changed the trajectory, if you will, of of, of my career, um, and also kind of put me on a bit of a different platform. Um, and so, one, I'm grateful to the program for that, right? And certainly all of my all of my classmates and colleagues. Um, but I think something else, uh, perhaps just as important. For for me is really just the ethic of kind of lift as you climb, right? Um, and, and to lift others up in terms of what, what we're all trying to do uh, in terms of diversifying this profession, uh, but also creating avenues and doors of opportunity for other people that are similarly situated, right? And, and that for me is, is something that, that, uh, that I think we all cared about um, going into the program, um, but, but the, the, there's so much inertia, I think, in this room and in other rooms like it around the country. Um, and to be able to talk and share ideas about how we can help other people um, that are at a, perhaps a different stage of their career um, find success and however they define success in terms of their career. Um, uh, and to be able to talk about that openly, I think, is, is one of the big developments on my part. So I was a real estate and land use lawyer, and now I am not a real estate and land use lawyer. I came out of the program sort of similarly feeling really inspired and really passionate about the idea of doing professional work related to diversity and inclusion. And so kind of on that exposure note, one of the other things that happened for me in the program is I got to know our managing partner here really well. And so we had a nice relationship and felt I felt like I could really talk to him authentically. And I came out of the program, I literally, I was at the Starbucks learning experience on a Friday and a Saturday. We were all there, I think. Yeah. On that Monday, um, our then managing partner, I live in Portland, so I was here for Starbucks and I come here all the time. 
time um, and came here all the time for work for a long time, but um, was in the Portland office. And I just off the cuff was like, hey, what do you think if I became like our professional diversity person? Like, like you paid me for it. It was my job. <laughs> and because I had a relationship with him and because of his innovative sort of look at leadership and the firm, he was like, it's really interesting. Let's talk about it. And so over the course of about six months, we designed this job that Lane Powell hadn't had in this way before. And I always call this the gift of Katie and Sam, but I think it's like a good story about lifting others and looking for those opportunities that sort of present themselves in unusual ways. So our then firm president and vice president had daughters who were first year lawyers at law firms. And so their eyes were just wide open, right? Like, well, in Katie and Sam's experience, this is happening and that is happening. And so it was like in this amazing platform for all, everything I had learned from LCLD to be like, well, I know a lot about professional development too. That's really what our program has been about. And so we designed this role around professional development and diversity. Um, the firm is hiring if anyone is interested for this role. Um, so I feel so much pride that it's also something that has stayed at the firm, even though I'm obviously moved on to something new because it's so important in firms to have that space for this kind of work. And it really is about just helping others. It's really giving psychological safety and safe space to making sure that people have room to define what success is for themselves because we don't spend as much time reflecting on that and I think that was another thing that that year gave me of well, what do I want to do and coming out of it knowing something different so LCLD has been I always say LCLD changed my life because it really did and now I get to do something that is really aligned with who I am in a way that's really skillful based on everything that I learned. I think LCLD really uh, enables one to be their authentic self and bring their authentic self to work. Um, as you think about that, what are some of the ways that that LCLD experience, that training informs how you lead in your organization? Okay, I'll start. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think the point about um, being your authentic self emboldens other people to be their authentic selves. Um, and I, something I really appreciate about especially kind of the LCLD here, LCLD community here in Seattle, as well as at Microsoft, is you've got your people, right? And you are... Um, you're together, but then you're also thinking about how do we lead from our position of, of oneness. Um, and so that can take a lot of different forms. Um, and then also I think about as a newer people manager at my company, kind of taking those lessons of just being a um, zealous encourager of people and saying like, I think, you know, if you want to, here's something beyond what you're doing now that you could do. What do you think about that? I'm like, what makes you super excited? What do you want to do that you're super good at? Uh, and then how do we, you know, address and mitigate or maybe just avoid things that aren't so great or strong for you because the last thing you want as a leader is people trying to focus all their time on shoring up weaknesses. Um, so I think it's that concept of inviting people to be authentic, finding the strength that they have in that and then cultivating that and setting them up to be able to exercise that superpower. I think for me, and tying to my previous comment about 
broadening my horizons, just really being able to to understand deeply different viewpoints and and trying to just find for lack of a better way to put it, like like collaborative dispute resolution type type ways. And that that's really been something that's been extremely valuable for, for how I lead, um, you know, how I have been leading since I, I learned that kind of stuff with LCLD. Um, in, in terms of leadership uh, um, and, lead, and leading within, within uh, my organization, I think for me, it's been more of a function of just having coaching conversations, if you will, uh, and being able to mentor others more, more actively. Um, I think the program kind of creates this, this space where, where you can have wide open conversations uh, about your own professional development. And uh, that's something that I tried to take back, at least to the firm, is, is having those conversations uh, with people on my team, even, for example, when it works against my self-interest, right? <laughs> um, because sometimes, uh, right, you, you may be talking to a person about, uh, they may want to pursue another opportunity, right? And will you kind of behind them uh, to pursue that opportunity, even when, of course, you, you need a brief done. Um, but, but, uh, but, 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 I, but I definitely think, um, you know, part, part of the view is that you want to pay it forward, right? And, uh, and you want to be able to give back and, and help others realize for themselves, again, what, what success may mean for them. Um, and I think the, the program is situated so, so it, it allows you to have those conversations and, and uh, to not be bashful about kind of talking to people about what would be, you know, a good environment for them or perhaps a better environment for them and, and how they want to grow professionally. The thing that comes to mind for me is like taking a seat at the table. And I think before LCLD, I had a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of interest in people development, but not a really clear path in the hierarchy sort of of our firm, in large part just because of the kind of practice I had. And I don't know, you all should be nice to the land use lawyers, you know, they're wonderful people. Um, but it's not, a, it's not a big billing kind of practice. And so, you know, they're just like structural impediments. Um, but by creating this new job and getting a real seat at the table with management and being in the boardroom, I just felt like I really came into my voice and then I really got to advocate for others. And that was so inspiring and it was so satisfying personally to feel like, oh, I not only do I have a seat here, but I have something to say. And I think the thing that I am going to say, um, sometimes elegantly and sometimes not so much, but could really help other people. And so really that's just built and built and built over time. And it's, it's led me to what I'm doing now. Same thing, right? B having a seat at the table with people I really care about and trying to figure out how can we deliver some value that really helps individuals, like the people in your organization. So that was a huge, the seat and then the thing, having something to say and sort of a voice to develop that really came out of LCLD. Jill, can you speak to how your LCLD training helps in the challenge, those challenging moments, oh, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Working through the obstacles. Yeah. Um, share a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. I think that there is a huge amount of knowing, validating your experience, right? Like knowing that you're not alone in the experience of a challenge or seeing others in challenge, knowing that these are real things that we face. And I think when you think about diversity and inclusion in particular, they can be really hard things to talk about. So when I was navigating a challenge, I felt sometimes it's like the, you stand on the shoulders of those who have come before you. So there was that. And then there was like all of LCLD behind me. 
And I could point to what I learned in LCLD is this data, and that was really helpful. And then I could also just speak experientially about the people that I had gotten to know in their experiences. And of course, you know, no, law, all law firms love hearing what another law firm has done first well. So I think that navigating challenge by like using those relationships and using that data to help carve a path, that was really helpful too. And not feeling alone, I think probably is the biggest one though, because it's really terrifying sometimes to, I'm going to say this thing out loud and I, you know, it might be the first time we've talked about this or it might be the first time we're going to address a challenge in a new way, um, but having a lot of support and then developing a lot of relationships internally with those skills that you get out of LCLD too also helped. I, I agree. I think a, a, a lot of, um, <clears throat> you know, just, just being in the program generally um, and going back to our respective organizations or in my case in, in, in a law firm, oftentimes you may be one of the few, if not the only person in the room, right, um, um, who perhaps has a different perspective or may even, you know, look like you. Uh, and so I think being comfortable and knowing that you have a community of people uh, that, that are supportive uh, makes a big difference. And, um, and being able to articulate, right, a certain view um, and really kind of advocate, right, for, for change within our respective organizations is, is really helpful. And, and uh, knowing that you have a, a you know, kind of a, a force behind you um, uh, is really powerful. And, and I was really lucky because my fellowship year, I was at General Mills when Rick Palmore was there who started LCLD. So I had tremendous support, of course, from General Mills. Like, it's not like he's going to start and be like, I don't want you going to that, you know? So I had like amazing support. Um, so, so I was, I'm so grateful that I was in such a unique position, um, to, to just, to like, literally, I mean, he was like a gazillion levels above me, but basically one of my bosses, like, was the person who started this organization. And so, um, it was, it was pretty neat just to talk to him about it. And he was probably psyched to just like, it's like he had a, like a little mole inside, like, how's it going there? You know? So, um, so that, so, so that's something that, that I'm extremely grateful for. <laughs> Did you say that voice? I was say, <laughs> solid Rick Palmore voice and the arm, the like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish this was a video recorded because you can't, can't replicate that. Fantastic. <laughs> Even better. Um, no, I just wanted to underscore what, what Jill said about um, kind of when challenges come and realizing it's totally normal. It's not like, uh oh, I'm doing something wrong per se. <laughs> um, and that, you know, there are other people who experience challenges as well. There are other people who have been successful after challenges, after failure. And so like, it's probably going to be okay. And I felt like I didn't have that. I like intellectually, I kind of knew that before LCLD. And it wasn't until after that, it kind of like when you see that, you're like, okay, well, this person's still around and this person's still around. They seem to be doing pretty good and they have challenges too. So, all right, I think I'll be okay. I think it encourages you to take more risks with yourself. Um, and uh, when you sort of think about, uh, you know, the key professional development takeaways from LCLD, uh, what comes to mind? There's so many. Let's keep going. Okay. Key professional development takeaways. I think for me um, that it's just so much more. Uh, I am not a by nature like super fun person, notwithstanding my jokes about babies and stuff. Um, it's just so much more fun fun to be going at it with other people, to have your safe group, to have your people who will tell you the truth and people who will encourage you and kind of buoy you. Um, 
again, it's not like I didn't know that before, but I just feel it in such a different way. And like Katina, you just said, it then just frees you up to take risk and to know that even if it doesn't quite work out, you'll probably be all right. Um, so it's just um, more life giving to have your your folks. And the other thing that's happened to me as I've been more of a um, coming farther away from my fellowship year in 2016 is now, you know, just uh, networking and meeting fellows from other class years. And that moment where you don't know each other are a fellow yet. And then maybe you go on LinkedIn and you see that they're a fellow and it's like, Hey, I see you now, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, we have the same secret handshake. It's like, Oh, um, so that, and I'd heard about that effect where it's like, Oh, you're going to, you know, instantly become friends with anyone who is somehow associated with LCLD. It's totally true and very, very fun. I would say that the, the key development aspect for me from LCLD was, was personal branding and advocacy for yourself. And, and that was the advocacy part was <clears throat> difficult for me because it was like trying to find the right balance. I mean, if you're too, you, you don't want to like, like put people off and, and so, but you also, it's extremely important that you advocate for yourself and lots of people have no problem doing it. And so that, that was a, a tough piece for me. Um, but, but LCLD really, really taught me a lot in terms of that, that personal branding and sort of like your strategy, like your effective strategy and like advocating for yourself. So that was highly valuable. Yeah, certainly. I, I, I agree with Caldwell. I think, uh, advocating for yourself, um, uh, is a, to me a big part of it. And the other part is just your relationship capital, right? Building relationships with people for the purpose of building a relationship, right. Um, as opposed to what they may or may not be able to do for you. Um, and, and, and I think that is, is, is just something in your relationship and your network obviously becomes very powerful. I think the more senior we all become in our careers, um, and, and, you know, being able to form relationships with people. And I remember again, at our first session uh, where the session was about were the difference maker that that your you know your 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 network has on on your career uh, particularly over time um, and, and I think having speaking of fireballs earlier right or sit, sitting around um, being in a comfortable space where you can share um, not only about your career but about your person right your family your hobbies your interests outside of work uh, it just kind of creates a really really tight-knit and close environment for you to get to know other people um, and and I just think that is all the more valuable um, and certainly it has been for me and it's something I take away from the program. I had never done a fireball until we went to New Orleans. And so now they're really good. They're very amazing. But I do. And we do mean the fireball that's like. It's like cinnamon whiskey. Yeah. And I don't know if you can use the word whiskey because whiskey is too good of a word for a fireball. <laughs> to get to the end of a year where you did a lot of intense stuff together, and that was the end of our year, um, and to go out and have this like completely synergistic, like family, personal, professional relationship with all these people you'd met through LCLD was just, it was hugely transformative. Um, when I think about professional development and when I took my biggest takeaway was the power of authenticity, which is a kind of an overused phrase, but I deeply, deeply believe, and this is really, really validated by the work I've done in professional development within Lane Powell and now with a variety of other firms that 
everyone has something that is career success for who they are and not just in that lane and at the firm or in the company, but as a whole person and taking time to know that, know who you are and know how that shows up for you is a massive career game changer. So however you find it, and for me finding it meant leaving my practice which I had a huge luxury of being able to do it over a period of time. So when I took on the director role at Lane Powell, if you think of like a pie, you know, I still had quite a few slices of practice pie. I was still doing real estate and land use actively. And then over the four years, I slowly made it like a very tiny dieters piece of pie. It was just a very small part of my day. And so that was a luxury, right? Because I didn't have to jump off the cliff and be like no to this and yes to this. But I very quickly knew that my personal alignment with that kind of work, really helping others with professional development and really helping organizations with improving diversity and inclusion and just helping create paths to really live those values. Because I think most of us are in organizations that really believe in all those values. You know, they really want to have workplaces that are very inclusive and filled with belonging. And the roadmap to get there is full of challenges. And so I feel like I stumbled into this work in some ways to be able to go from being a lawyer to being able to help lawyers really, because mostly I work with lawyers and law firms and companies um, navigate those sort of human elements was huge. So whatever it is for you, everyone's story is different. Everyone's puzzle is different, but I think if you can find that and then map to it, it's the biggest professional development advice I would ever give anybody because it's, it's the thing that will just make every day different, every day better. So now that you all are a few years out of your fellowship year, um, as you look back, what would you say or what piece of advice would you give your 2014 or 2016 fellowship self? I would tell my 2016 fellowship self to just totally go all in from day one. Don't like kind of hang back and go, let's see how this goes. Uh, I was very excited to, to be clear. I was very excited for my fellowship year, but we've all done a lot of leadership development training and you kind of wonder like, is this really different? People seem to say it is, but is it? Um, and so I think I would tell my 2016, like this is different. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Be all in, be fully, fully present. I was, of course, trying to juggle a thousand different things going on at work at the same time. Um, and you don't get nearly as much out of it if that's, we're kind of trying to do all those things. Um, so I think I kind of eventually relaxed and, and settled in, but uh, I would definitely encourage myself to have done that sooner. <laughs> Totally agree. Uh, take it all in. Like I was the same way. I was just like, all right, you know, Jen Mills is sending me through some other rigmarole. Like, you know, I'll just do it. And I was like, this is, I know I talk like a 1920, look here, Muggsy, you know, but yeah. So it was like very much like, just take it all in and be open. This was the other thing too, that, that was surprising about uh, like LCLD, like the friendships. Oh my gosh. I had no idea I would get these amazing friendships. And I wish like I, I was kind of like more open to that because I was sort of just kind of like, all right, you know, like, okay, I'm going to run up to my room, check email or whatever. Like I wish I, I had been more, I mean, it still worked out great and I got these awesome friends and we still keep in touch and everything, but um, yeah, just take it all in and be more open to like the, the personal aspects. It's really been incredible. I, I agree. Um, being open, uh, I think, is, is the most important part, and that's what I would tell myself. Um, the, the other thing is try not to let, and I know this is hard, right, just 
being busy sap you of your uh, ability to to spend time to develop meaningful relationships and uh, and it's hard because we all have day jobs and then we all have things even outside of the office right that we dedicate ourselves to um, but but for me being mindful right of, of the fact that this is an important network and relationships to cultivate is important and, and then I think the final thing is is um, uh, true to theme to limit your consumption of fireball whiskey <laughs> Or just the right amount of fireball whiskey. Um, I agree with everything that's been said. Be open, be all in. Don't miss anything. Like, go to everything. It, I think there was a really stark difference for people in our class who might have missed one of the sessions. You just, you kind of can't make it up. It's a really different experience. Um, but the thing I'll add is be greedy. And I, I think be greedy about your own development. It sort of goes in line with like your cases and your projects, like obviously do what you need to do, but like things can wait a day or two. You can be present at the, the time you're with your other LCLD people. Um, and then for me, I went to two learning experiences during the year. So you can actually do more than the, the basic amount and be greedy, like go to as much as you can. And I would say true for the alumni too, like do as much as you can. Um, I went to Altria, which is Philip Morris in Richmond. And then I also went to Starbucks, two very different experiences. Um, but it was, I learned so much, like they were just amazing experiences. So I think everything LCLD has to offer is rich with content and relationship and opportunity. So take it all, take more than your fair share. And I guess the other thing I would say is, um, stay involved because we do have a very robust alumni organization. So your life in LCLD does not and should not end at the conclusion of your fellowship year. There's lots of work to do in the DNI space and the professional development space. Those friendships that become richer, broader, deeper. Um, and uh, we want to keep this organization alive because I think anybody who's been through the program and has gone all in will attest to the fact that it's meaningful and it's life changing. Um, I guess, you know, as you reflect on all that you gain, have gained and continue to gain from your experience at LCLD, how are you personally paying it forward? Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I think uh, for me, paying it forward is thinking about, you know, like myself in 2016 or perhaps more uh, in a different way, myself in 2014 or 2013. I think there were people um, at Microsoft who were looking out for me and kind of helping me get ready to be um, eligible, so to speak, to do a fellows year. And I think about that when I meet new people at the company um, and thinking about where to, like, how can we help plug this person in and help them realize their potential? Um, so kind of active scouting and thinking about who would really benefit from this program, either the fellows program or the Pathfinders program um, and being intentional about that. For me, it's more, it's, it's focusing on more impactful mentorship with not only members of my team and, you know, it could even be clients that, that I work with, but it's also like other opportunities. Like, like for instance, I have a friend whose daughter is a high school senior and she wants to be a lawyer. And so I'm like, come to fluke, like hang out with me. Let's like, and, and that's just something that I wouldn't have even, I would have just been like, Oh, good for her. Can I have another fireball? No, I'm kidding. But that's just like something I wouldn't have like thought about. And, and now I'm just like, 
I'm just like, wow, this is awesome. Like, you know, I, I got to like do, do what I can here to, to help this young woman, you know, see if, you know, she wants to be a lawyer. So it, it's that kind of mentorship outside the standard, like you're in a, you know, mentorship relationship with this person. It's, it's like seeing kind of mentor opportunities elsewhere. Caldwell said it, uh, impactful mentorship. Uh, I, I think that's a really great, great phrase. Um, and, and that's what it's meant for me to, to pay it forward is, is to spend the time, right? To spend the time uh, identifying people, or sometimes they even find you, um, um, and really spending the time to pour into someone else's uh, career without any, in their life, right? Without any expectation of, of any kind of return. Um, and, and I think, one, personally, I find it rewarding, right? But, but two, to me, there can be no greater compliment or even blessing than fast forward years from now, someone will say, hey, you really contributed right to my life or my profession or in my career in this manner. Um, and, and, and I think that, you know, is something that to me is, is, is invaluable. And if I'm able to encourage and inspire, right, someone else uh, to, uh, to pursue their goals and objectives, I, I think that to me is rewarding in itself. It'd be nice changed my whole career, hopefully to be about helping others. <laughs> There's a lot of people in the room I've worked with, so hopefully the smiles are positive. Um, it's it's easier to say when there's no one in the room. I help others, um, but I do. I, it's very genuine, and I. It's an honor to get to work with other people, especially at some of those critical career junctures where you're you're defining success or you're you're at a place where mentoring really makes a big impact. So for me, like spending my days really focused on how to help others in a variety of different circumstances and situations is the biggest way I think I pay it forward. I will do one plug because I think this is sort of interesting and might be um, a value to some others in the room. So what Lane Powell does for LCLD is they send out to everyone sort of in those bands, so eight to 15 years, and I think it's three to seven for maybe Pathfinders, um, a self-nomination process where we ask interested people to write why they'd like to do it with some prompts. And I think it's a really beautiful way, A, to make sure everyone knows about the opportunity and B, to have people that are really invested and are doing it at the right time in their own lives because that's such a big commitment to be part of LCLD and to do it well. So I think um, I hear so many stories. I heard one earlier this morning about like, hey, you're going to Atlanta in a week to somebody and they don't know anything about LCLD and they, you know, they just kind of get tapped on the shoulder. So I think the other thing I really try and do is just promote LCLD. I talk about it all the time. I tell people my own story because as a as an experience, like the people who have done LCLD at our firm after me that I could share with them what it would be like, I think paying it forward that way is hugely impactful. So I'm always happy to talk about LCLD. Well, this is clearly a biased group, but I think we've all benefited greatly from our experiences um, with LCLD and continue as we um, navigate the alumni organization. I just want to thank you all for your time today. I think your stories are inspirational. I think they speak to the quality of the programming of LCLD. And thank God for Rick Palmore for coming up with this idea. So thank you to all who came to listen to our podcast today and uh, enjoy your day. 